One of the years you'll see Apple Music attempt show, man. I'm trying to see if Apple Music is stuff. For October 13th, 2021. How's it going? How's it going? Well, 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 well. I bought a Thunderbolt 3 cable from Best Buy that is Apple made, and then it somehow came with the Apple News and Apple Music six months uh, for free. And I said, ah, fuck it, I'll try it. And then uh, now I'm combining my iTunes library with the Apple Music, which is a weird process. And also, I see a lot of errors in this thing with lowering the quality of the offline music that I already have. And then second, it's counting wrong when it's uploading. But anyways, I'm going to digress. So I'm recording this uh, the night of the 11th or the morning of the 12th, uh, whichever it is at this point. There are two couples I wanted to cover. One, the first one, this just came across because I I was reading Politico. And then uh, they did a good job catching. You know, capturing my attention through the fucking title, which was uh, how running for the presidential election just ruined Andrew Yang or something. So I read it up, and then I go, what the fuck is what with uh, Andrew Yang? And so before going into it, uh, BK, are you a Yang Gang member? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I applaud. I applaud his participation in active state that he's in. You know, in the political circle. Goddamn, he's a Shang-Chi and the Tang Rings of the motherfucking politics <laughs> in America. So, I applaud him. That said, what he's doing right now, along with coming out doing this publicity blitz for his new so-called forward party, the third party, is absolutely pissing me off. Um... So let me dial it back a bit. So if you remember Andrew Yang, he came out in the presidential race for 2020 saying he is for math, universal basic income, blah, 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 all those things. And, you know, I had a very interesting following and then that became Yang Yang. Uh, but obviously he did not get past the lot rounds and then um, Joe Biden is a president and then Kamala is a vice president. And you might be wondering, what happened to some of those uh, candidates that ran uh, in the Democratic nominee process? And, for example, another progressive, new, young, fresh-faced candidate, Pete Buttigieg, the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, became a secretary of transportation. He took a cabinet position. Now, Andrew Yang, he's been saying a lot, even in... He showed up on a fucking wrestling podcast and says stuff like, oh, he has a... He could potentially be working close to the secretary of labor or be in that department or he will have a quick access to the labor secretary for some of the labor law questionable practice being an independent contractor versus a full-time employee you know from like wwe or something he was saying this shit and then he ended up not becoming the secretary of labor that went to body wash of the former mayor of boston you know who has been busy the last week trying to explain the low, you know, the job numbers that came out in September. 190,000 new jobs only, which is dog shit number. But anyways, he's busy taking care of that. And I didn't know this because I didn't really follow the New York, you know, mayoral election so closely other than holy fuck, he flopped. Is that, you know, he not only did he flop, but then he turned down a cabinet position you know, under Joe Biden, and then I watched his interview, and then Andrew Yang said that, oh, he 
you know, pitch something like Secretary of Technology or something, which I did not understand because when Barack Obama was in office, they created something like Chief of Technology, Chief Technology Officer, CTO of whatever. So I'm like, this is just like redoing of it. And he turned down the position, you know, which sounded similar to what he pitched. Uh, and then some of, he didn't really go deep into it. He just said, oh, the mayoral election seemed more attractive being a New Yorker. Uh, despite the fact that he just ditched New York and he never voted in the mayoral election ever. And, you know, he was a front runner for a little bit and then he completely flopped and lost to Eric Adams, who doesn't even live in fucking New York, the police guy. Anyways, that's done and over with. And he completely flopped and, you know, was in fourth. And he starts a third party. He just announced last week that he left the Democratic Party. I want to get shit, you know, I want to start a party that would get things done. Dude, what the fuck? I mean, this is my problem, although he's a centrist, or so he says, you know, I'm not against the idea of a third party, and then I'm not really for, you know, whatever the third party vision is, you know, or the parliamentary, like, coalition, like, fucking system in the system that we have in America, because this is exact, you know, progressive identity crisis and selling the pitch to the people problem that it's we're having all around the globe, especially in America also. You know, and I know Andrew Yang is not defund the police, but then, you know, you're, it just, he needs some credibility as to, you know, yes, people love fresh face. I talked about even during the Canadian election or the preview to the Canadian election episode that people just love change. People just love fresh face. That said, I think we're reaching a point, if you're going to be in, a fr- you know, in front of the television a lot, which in three years is an eternity these days, you know, considering how fast the world is moving, dude, he hasn't done shit. At least Pete Buttigieg, you know, got elected as a mayor and took a cabinet position. And he's in the cabinet position where he's not so front up and running so much. And it kind of disappeared away from the spotlight. And he can later... If he runs, you know, to be the House of Representative or the Senator or the Governor of the state of Indiana, you know, he can say that I worked in the government. And I think, especially from the Midwest flyover state voters and whatnot, as much as they desire change, I think that's sort of like moderacy reaching out, a sensible reality of how things work in government would go a long way. Andrew Yang hasn't won anything. He hasn't done anything. My God, he hasn't even delivered on the fucking wrestling podcast promise that he did of like defending, standing up for the independent contract workers who are breaking their backs, literally, you know, entertaining us, you know, with no health insurance because they're contracted workers, not full-time employees of any other companies. What the fuck has he done? He can't even get that shit done. He can't even get the fucking marital thing right. He can't even get the Asian votes. As much as I would love to support him, it's fucking frustrating. And then he goes off and starts this fucking other shit. And people are like, oh, is he going to be a fucking spoiler? No, fuck that. He hasn't done anything. And then he's going ass backwards. I understand the theoreticals of it, but holy fuck. Like, not only are you, like, butchering left and right of you as a politician 
dude, you're coming more and more off fucking desperate, not being able to deliver anything. You just sound like a career politician, a career chasing candidate, you know? And then that, that is already running thin with me. And then if it, I see the YouTube comments and when you're reading the media blitz, it's like, yeah, 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 I'm for the gang gang. I'm sick of the Republicans and Democrats. Okay, great. The independents are the fastest rising affiliation with any party in America. But I just go like, Andrew, you need to show that you, you can work the fucking system. This is the biggest problem we have with the fucking progressives, you know, in America and all around the world. And granted, the amount of corporate power is so strong, the financial interest, the dark money and all that, and the income inequality, it's at an unbelievable pace. Not just in America, but also in Canada, all around Europe, in Asia, Africa, China even. It's just that it's very hard to compete at a grassroots level, you know. And then whenever the progressives get elected in, progressives don't realize that it's not an immediate change. My God, Jacinda Ardern, a prime minister of New Zealand who's been in there for four years now, you know, is get, was getting criticized by not being progressive enough. Justin Trudeau, yeah, granted, he didn't fucking deliver. You know, got criticized. And then now he needs to figure this shit out with a coalition with the NDP and the Green Party. You know, because Canada is still a progressive, relatively a progressive country. Germany is figuring that shit out post-Angla Merkel society that they're living in with the climate change as a primary focus. And I and in America, we're stuck with a fucking infrastructure bill that doesn't even go through. I understand where Bernie and AOC and all those guys are coming from, guys and gals are coming from, because they said, well, if they just let this pass, they're not going to have a leverage to pivot into that three point whatever trillion that they want to spend. But at some point, dude, we got to get this going here. Otherwise, you know, people just wanting change will just throw up. House is already going to be gone to Kevin McCarthy being the next Speaker of the House anyway. And then the slow moving, Trump's going to come back, double-edged sword. He's going to fucking come back in you know, three years and we do this shit again. It, it, like, we got to get going here. This is the biggest problem I've had with a progressive not executing to the system. Dog, you got to play the fucking game at some point. And I, I, I just, I, I don't understand. And Andrew Yang is just throwing him on a fucking ranch because he can't do his fucking job. He just looks like a guy who can't fucking deliver. So there, there I said it. I'm, I'm mad at Andrew Yang. I think he's a phony at this point. And yeah, look at me just turning on him. But I just go like, dude needs to work in the government. You know, start somewhere. You can't be a hotshot new fresh face forever. This is the right thing, you know? Can I tell you who did this and fucking has flopped so far? Fucking Jagmeet Singh, the NDP party leader in Canada. He's such a memeable guy. So, J- Jagmeet, how are you going to fucking do it? Go back and listen to the episode two weeks ago and three weeks ago from the Canada election stuff. Andrew Yang sounds a lot like Jagmeet of fucking America at this point. So I'll say that right now. Uh, main story I wanted to cover, which is the NFL. Now, as we're recording this early Tuesday morning, John Gruden of the Las Vegas Raiders, who was a head coach, has supposedly resigned. So if you don't know, backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. Uh, John Gruden uh, has been, you might have heard his name from the Corona commercial 
before Tony Romo came along. And then he was a Monday night football, you know, color analyst next to Mike Tirico, who was a play-by-play at ESPN all those years. You know, a guy who's the X's and O's guy in the offensive side of the ball. And he never, you know, talked shit, you know, about the NFL older league because he wanted to come back after he left in 2008, right? And guess what happened? Wall Street Journal releases the report saying that uh, he talked a lot of shit in the emails when he wasn't in the league back in 2011. Holy shit, that was a decade ago. In his personal emails in an exchange with then, I think, the president of the Washington Redskins or the Foreskins, I call him, or now called a Washington football team, Bruce Allen, who's been a longtime friend of John Gruden from the days of Tampa, the Buccaneers before Brady. And before that, the Raiders. Well, Al Davis, the old owner, just when baby was alive. He called the NFL PA, Players Association, union leader, DeMoris Smith, the DeMoris Smith, he's got a lip size of a Michelin, he's got Michelin lips. I'm paraphrasing here. And that was the only email excerpt that came out until New York Times dumped more uh, on Monday. And, you know, at this point, you know, that email about DeMoris Smith came out. You know, I think that was during the heat of the late, you know, labor discussion, the collective bargaining agreement discussion in 2011. He said this shit. And then, you know, on Sunday or Saturday, Sunday leading up to the last game, you know, John Gordon apologized. He said he was mad. But this one sentence just made me shook, you know, shake my head in utter violence. Like the NFL players getting concussed, which was, I don't have, I'm paraphrasing here because he said this twice. He doesn't have an ounce of racism in him. And I said, shut the fuck up. He just owned up to writing the most racist shit possible. You know, calling DeMorris' Smith's lips fucking Michelin tire size. I don't know what inch, but doesn't matter. And then, yeah, he says, I'm not a racist guy. Look, I'm not racist, but I'm just going, whenever white people say that, it just shows you, yeah, you are. At least, at least he, he, he just admitted he was angry, but he's not racist. And then, by God, it was hilarious when the Raiders players were asked to comment. And then, you know, and Coach Gruden supposed, you know, spoke in front of the team. Derek Carr, the quarterback, a white quarterback, said that, you know, we, he st- spoke in front of the team. And then, uh, you know, he's got to own up to it. And then, uh, you know, we wanted to say that we got his back. Yeah, that's, of course, going to be said by a guy who's, whose job is, has been on the fucking block because he doesn't like you. And then they're kind of getting back in the groove of things. And then when the linebacker, Ngaku, formerly with the Jacksonville Jaguars, said, no comment, a black player. And then I go, rightfully so. That is the best answer you can give. You cannot give more than you should give and say just no comment. What happened in the locker room stays in the locker room. I think Derek Carr should have said that, especially after what has come out, you know, Monday from New York Times. So not only was he racist, uh, the new details cover that he was a sexist, misogynist, oh, and then a homophobe. (laughs) Quadrifecta of a fucking assholery. Coming from a privileged white man. So, you know, he was just calling, you know, and then he was doing this, 
not only at a specific group, but he just basically threw grenades at every single thing in this league. Uh, you know, Roger Goodell, the commissioner, who's really a CEO, but then is really a mouthpiece for the rest of the owners. Uh, said about the female referees that they introduced with a sexist meme of sorts. Uh, and then said about something about the cheerleaders, the Washington Redskins cheerleaders at that time, which is how all these emails got released, which I'm going to get to it a little bit. Uh, said uh, Roger Goodell is a, you know, basically a fucking pussy. Letting, uh, I'm just quoting what he said in the email. The faggots allow to be drafted, forcing the Rams coach at the time, Jeff Fisher, to draft Michael Sam. I think that's what they're referring to. First openly gay player to come out back in 2011 out of Missouri. And yet, you know, last week or, you know, a couple weeks ago when, what was it, Casey Nassip, the linebacker for the Raiders, just before the season started, he said he's gay. Then John Gruden goes up and shakes a man's hand and is like, brave of you for coming out. And then I'm like, didn't you call another player who was a defensive player of the year in the SEC conference a faggot in the email? And this motherfucker also says, I don't have a racist bone in me. I mean, it it, it was a quadruple. It was like a three strikes plus one more hit by pitch. Fantastic. It was unbelievable. And then he resigned in the middle of the fucking Monday Night Football. Because, you know what? As much as, like, I'm, like, shocked that, like, the turn of events just happened. Also, I'm not shocked that he said all this shit. I'm just, I'm just surprised how NFL just threw John Gruden under the bus. As if no other bigots exist in this fucking league. Which DeMoris Smith pointed out. You know, he said he's not surprised someone in the position of power or formerly in power at that time, John Gruden, said all this. And he said, I'm not surprised. You know, a lot of these people in power in the NFL, especially the old white men, talk shit behind the scenes. And then I just go, yeah. And then do a lot of bigotry things as evidence by where the source of these emails come from. And then some of you might be asking, how did these emails come out? And then where did, why BK are you saying that NFL just threw him under the bus? Let me just backtrack one more time. What, you know, transpired into getting this report out and all that shit. So back it up. So John Gruden was talking to then the president of the Washington Redskins, Bruce Allen. Washington Redskins have been in an awful, awful lawsuit and then the trouble for alleged sexual harassment by the former cheerleaders of the football organization. Now, if you don't know about the NFL cheerleaders, the Cowboys and all that stuff, the Raiders also, blah, 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 all around the league, not only are they underpaid, the Washington's case was utterly exceptional in a sense that they had basically open, you know, harassment sessions going left and right the last 10 years. And Bruce Allen was having these communications There was racist, homophobic, misogynic, and sexist all around for 10 fucking years nearly until he had to he was forced out in 2019 and this lawsuit came to the forefront and then you know NFL just had to find them and then also you know had to apologize to the cheerleaders just for the Washington team you know and then they got embarrassed massively you know so from that 
650,000 or so emails were, I think, deposed. And last week, what happened was that NFL was doing its own internal investigation and decided to send an executive summary to Roger Goodell, the commissioner. And those were the findings from some of the personal communications between the organization leader and then, you know, not no longer a coach at that time. Nowhere in Wall Street Journal or New York Times, they say they vetted every single email, at least from what I read through, which tells me that NFL just leaked the shit. We're all, you know, and then just said, yeah, we're going to force our hand here. So I th- to me, it's a control leak. And NFL is in its precarious position after what happened with Kaepernick the last, like, you know, six years. And, oh, by the way, John Gruden talked about that, you know. And one of the players who stood next to Kaepernick, you know, Eric Reed, about the concussions and all. And then it's just awfully evident to me that John Gruden is a scapegoat. This is a fucking hit job that they did. And then basically put a gun to the Oakland Raiders owner, Mark Davis, son of Al, to the head and said, public opinion, the court of the public opinion is out there. You know what to do. If you don't, you will, consequences will never be the same. You know, you just know because, you know, Raiders already know this was a fucking lost cause. You know, when you just call the players who play on the fucking field and their union representative just got called, you know, for having the lifts the size of the fucking Michelin tires. And I'm like, Goodell and rest of the owners, big basically fucking flex the same ownership group who are just as you know bigoted racist and all that oh let me point you to a couple just in the last two years bob mcnair the guy who died who owned the houston texans don't rest in peace you piece of shit whenever the kaepernick thing went off he wrote an email and then said in the internally to the owners you cannot i'm paraphrasing once again they cannot, the NFL cannot have the prisoners run the prison. The inmates run the prison. Well, I'm sorry, the majority black league, are you comparing the players to the inmates when we already have this, like, what Kaepernick was talking about, like the police brutality and this injustice system that we have in America? Is that really the fucking metaphor that you're going to throw out there, motherfucker? He apologized, and then he died, and I'm glad he died, but then that's not the end of it. Stephen M. Ross, the fellow U of M graduate. And, you know, whatever. He donated so much fucking money to the U of M that the business school is named after him. You know, because, you know, probably wanted to save some tax money that the progressives are fighting for right now. When Kaepernick's situation came up, the Dolphins owner, Mr. Ross over here, said he supports the freedom of speech and then the open dialogue and whatnot. And then, you know, held hands... You know, then interlock the fucking arms, you know, elbow to elbow, kind of like Jerry Jones, the Dallas Cowboys owners did. And yet, turn around and then uh, fucking did the whole South Florida fundraiser for Donald Trump. Fuck that son of a bitch, bitch, Kaepernick, and all that guy. What a hypocrite. And are you surprised that a white Republican pulled this shit? Jerry Jones. Grimacingly interlocking his arms with the players. 
And then the fucking humanoid episode I had about four years ago. God, go listen to that episode. How uncomfortable did Jerry Jones look when we had the whole racial discussion? You know? And you hear about other owners and all that. And yet this one lowly head coach who happened to come back. The irony is just delicious to me because John Gruden, again, has been known for during his Monday Night Football tenure. He never talked bad about the players or any of the organizations because he wanted to come back into the league, you know, for the good old boys club. Yet these emails completely prove that this guy was just talking shit and then he openly did it on all these servers. What a fucking maroon. What an idiot. So NFL basically flexed their muscle and said, we're an inclusive organization. Fuck this exclusive motherfucker. And then just threw him under the bus. And then just leaked the report. And just gave Wall Street Journal and New York Times a bunch of quotes that they found. That they cannot deny. I wish somebody would dig through all 650,000 emails. And do justice. Because there's more than John Gruden and Bruce Allen. And then the Hooters founder who was in that social group and all that. In this. You know there is more. If, If I can just call out couple owners that are just as despicable jerry richardson the other one former owner of the carolina panthers you know who did some dog whistling shit and then that organization also had a harassment problem with women and whatnot there's an old man from the fucking 60s you know was doing the rick flair you know release the robe and then like show the metaphorical dick in front of women probably and then he, he has dementia. And then, did Jerry Richardson die? Oh, if he died, I'm glad he, he died too. The only way to kill the bigotry and this kind of ignorance at the moment, and I think my sister said it the best, they all need to die. <laughs> and Andrew Yang coming out with a forward party. Let's move forward. Ain't working. You got to work the system, dog. Don't hate the player. Play the, you know, hate the motherfucking game. And play the motherfucking game like Triple H used to say. All right? Anyways, I'm going to leave it there. I, I, I just find all these turn of events hilarious in the NFL. You know I'm not the only one thinking this. There are more, you know, bigots in this league. And I want all of them to come out in order for the system to truly change. Maybe Andrew Yang's forward party should run on that fucking platform. You know, get all the minority votes. But anyways, I'm not going to talk about the minority votes and the problems with the pro- progressive that the Democrats have. We can't do that any time going forward. We'll have plenty of time to talk about that. So anyways... Thanks for listening. I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, email me at aa-show.outlook.com, aa-show.outlook.com. I know the quality of this show, I don't know, it has been going up or down at all. You know, but anyways, it's going to get better. And it is, I'm going to make this show great again. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And then I'll see you next week. Peace out.